A long time in the future in the Milky Way galaxy, it's the Vercozicast. Each month, join Nancy and Robin as they read through the Vercozican saga by Lois McMaster Bujold. From Borear to Jackson's Hole, from Cordelia to Miles, it's time to jump through a wormhole and explore the galactic nexus. Welcome to episode 15 of the Vercozacast. I'm your host, Nancy. And I'm your host, Robin. Uh, today we're going to discuss the final book in the chronological Vercozigan saga, um, and our read-through anyway, Gentleman Joel and the Red Queen. We've been gone a while. Um, <laughs> That's thank you for statement. your patience. <laughs> I don't even want to figure out how back. many months it's been. Nope. It's been but at least half a there's been a lot happening. Yes. So um, um, we originally were supposed to record this in February. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a lot of Whoops. stuff going on that month with uh, Pitch Wars ending um, and right. some medical things. And then um, we were going to record before Celebration uh, in April. That would be Star Wars Celebration, but uh, right. we were we were not able to. I can't remember why. I think we were I remember, busy getting ready we for were... Celebration. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, and then after Celebration, I got pneumonia, which didn't no. go very well. No, you were out of it for... I was a commission super, for a while. super sick. And then, you know, it just goes on from there. <laughs> and, and you weren't, you know... You know, pneumonia doesn't lend itself to talking very well. No. <laughs> and coughing a lot. I coughed for like four months straight. Ugh. And also, yeah, that's about um, right. uh, mat I'm actually kind of glad that we waited to uh, discuss this book because a lot of it involves uh, having children. Uh, yep. And I am currently with child, <laughs> which Ooh. is the other reason we haven't podcasted in a while because yep. uh if you listen to the other shows on the network i've been very tired uh and i'm finally to the point now where i have energy after work so i was like what? hey robin we <laughs> should let's do the thing we've been talking finish. about since february yeah especially because um the tour.com reread finished uh oh did they really yes and i was like i was very sad i've been you know it's been going on for a really long time and i'm like oh mm -hmm. yeah we should we should do ours so we should do this so we should do this so here we are it's very delayed um maybe but it's happening it's happening maybe part of me was hoping that they would you know announce a Verkozgan saga tv series and we'd have something else to talk uh, about well you know and we could continue this podcast it, when they do announce it we're gonna come straight back to this uh yes 100 yeah. percent. i will do Whether a Verkozgan saga tv not. show <laughs> podcast yep yep that's we will 100% turn into just all media and if she, whatever it is and if she ever writes another for cozy for saga book or novella mm -hmm. we will definitely we will be right back here well, yes in uh, these seats yes <laughs> these exact ones <laughs> this exact position <laughs> uh okay so 
Gentleman so what are Joel, we talking about today? <laughs> Gentleman Joel and the Red Queen. Uh, it was published in February 2016. Uh, they actually um, came out earlier as an ebook that like you could buy from the publisher's website. Oh. But um, it came out officially in February 2016. And um, Lois McMaster Bujold was nominated for the Hugo Award for Best Series. And she won that in 2017, which was actually the first year that series, that award was in existence. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Uh, she's actually. They did it just for her. Well, she won it twice in a row for both of her big series. <laughs> What was the the curse of the yeah the, the fantasy books of yeah the, other ones? the the world the of Chalian the books yeah the world of the five gods she had a, yeah because she's she actually has a novella for that coming out pretty soon but she oh, had really one. I've read all the other ones mm-hmm. now yeah so um, um so yeah well I guess that's gonna go on my reading list then yes yeah, so the 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 award has been in existence for two years and Lois of Massachusetts has won both has of won them both of them <laughs> yes cool. Yeah. Uh, So the summary is very short. Um, Three years after the death of Errol Verkozigan. Which we'll cry about again. R.I.P. Admiral Joel of the Sergiar fleet, who once was Errol's subordinate as well as lover, (laughs) receives Mm. a proposal. Errol's widow, Cordelia, plans to use the genetic material she and Errol had saved and offers him the option of fathering children from his genes and some of Errol's frozen gametes. Yep. Uh, So, um, yeah. I was really looking forward to reading this book. Um, I had skimmed parts of it <laughs> this was actually the book that made me uh want to read the Verkozigan saga because i happened to see a post on tour.com about uh this book and um th- you know the the plot twist of the series which is that cordelia and errol had a relationship with another man while they were married which uh as the rest of the series is from miles's point of view you don't know that. you don't know that no you nope. don't so um <laughs> it kind of drops a bombshell here um and there were people who loved it there were people who did not and felt like their imagine that unfortunately yeah felt like their otp was being destroyed um i feel like the death of one partner <laughs> is would 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 be it's that. gonna destroy it anyway. Yeah, but but it didn't because I mean they still had their memories. I mean they were still Errol and Cordelia, and even now three years later, he's still like this force that's there. He's he's right. always there. He's always you know his influence is not gonna go away both on the Barayan Empire or on Cordelia, and we find out Joel and Joel. Right. And like, you know, I think it's important that this was, uh, you know, they were all willing participants. Uh, Yep. Cordelia was fine with it, even though, uh, you know, we find out that they weren't really, it wasn't really like a triad as you would define it. Right. It was like Errol and Cordelia. Yeah. And Errol and Joel. Mm Mm-hmm. But everybody was fine with right. everybody else's 
Right. And I think, like, they said one time, like, they were all three together, like, for Errol's birthday or something. Right. (laughs) But it was kind of, you know, and then, but that was really it. And then Cordelia and Joel tried to, like, do something after Errol died, but it was just... No, yeah. No, one more too raw. Was not the time for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, it it's not what I would want in a marriage, but I'm not Cordelia or Errol. Right, Um, and we're we're not Baton. No, exactly. So um I would imagine it was Cordelia's idea because Of course it was. Yeah, I mean one no one doubts that, right? No, I mean, they, there had been hints and, and not even hints, uh, outright statements about mm-hmm. Errol's bisexuality earlier in yes. the series. Yes. So this shouldn't come as a massive surprise. Right. Um, they and I knew about this, you know, from, you know, before I started reading the series, this was what made me want to start reading it just because I was right. like, oh, that's interesting well, i, I want to see how they got there here. um you know yeah. and then of course you know you don't really get their their stories but i liked the rest of the series so much i didn't care but it was fun to right. read the books <laughs> and see where they mentioned joel and be like mm-hmm. <laughs> i know what's happening uh-huh. <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> um like I, they mention him in the vor game when he's like errol's secretary and like mm-hmm. i was like mm, you like oh hey yep <laughs> and how like handsome he was <laughs> and i'm like ah yep that's funny um but yeah so i you know i thought it was it, it made perfect sense to me you know for their relationship and you know i actually like i thought it was very um you know because it's it's a different culture you know beta beta is a completely different culture than what we're used to but like you know she she never treats it like oh it's salacious like it's just the relationship and like there's a part when this is getting way farther in the book but when miles and joel finally talk and miles finds out the the nature of the relationship and you know obviously he's you know he reacts as any child would do (laughs) like WTF? <laughs> what um, is happening here? But yeah. but then you know they have a really nice conversation and like Miles is kind of like I'm really sorry that you had to be by yourself while we were all mourning Errol, you know. Yep. And it was a really nice like acknowledgement that he was just as much of a uh, a part of par- Errol's family, yes, and life as as any of the rest of them had been, right. And, and if 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 this relationship had taken place on Beta, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. Like it, they could have all been partners and open about it, but because Brayers, Brayers, <laughs> right? Yeah, they they can't do that. I mean, hell, I mean, we talk about how backward Brayers is, but even like in. Uh, 2019 the united states of america you know they couldn't oh all i be mean marriage correct yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah um 
or legally married at least. Uh, yes. So, um, so I, I, I liked that and I thought like it was a really nice, um, you know, obviously this book is focused on Cordelia and Air or Cordelia and Joel and Joel, but, um, you know, I, I liked seeing Miles like be mature about it, you Mm -hmm. know, because I mean, he is half Baton. So, and he's had like how many years with the Dendari like in out in the galaxy. So it was a nice like depiction. He feels very grown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he feels like, okay, he's, he's a dad now. <laughs> he's, right. he's, he's not entirely mature, but he's mature enough. And, um, you know, it would have been easy for her to like put in drama with him not accepting it and blah 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 but that's it it's way better the way she wrote it the drama was yes. elsewhere you know yes and i mean it's dramatic enough like finding out this your parents have the secret and you're like even even if you have no problem with it it's like oh you kind of have to like rethink who your parents yeah are and like go back yeah. and like all these times when like he met Joel or whatever, and he's like, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And and then, moving even further forward, your mother ends up having a, you know, a, a, a similar relationship with the same man. Yeah. That's a lot going on. Right. Um, I mean, even if, like, there had been no history between them, like, if he finds out, oh, my mom's dating a new man after my father passed away that's yep. gotta be some that's weird feelings stuff. yeah right, exactly and even if you um, know he ends up liking joel and saying you know he's a great guy it's still like yep. oh you're very protective of your mother after a tragedy has happened and that's totally understandable oh yeah i mean he wouldn't be miles if he wasn't <laughs> you know right but he also yeah. knows that cordelia is uh, quite capable of taking care of herself cordelia has her own damn mind yes um <laughs> which is why we love her yeah so it was really nice to get back to cordelia's point of view after uh too many books <laughs> yes um so yeah. many books yeah it was like she uh like she's the start of the series and then she is in the background while we focus on miles but you know her influence is always there and um even but you get more of i think we get more of errol than Cordelia in the books where Miles is the POV just out of the nature of I think military <laughs> right I think you're probably right mm-hmm. they have many more conversations mm-hmm. than he does with Cordelia yeah but which bums me out but yes but then we get can't have everything but then we get this lovely bookend which you know mm-hmm. I'd be okay if this was the last installment of the Verkozigan saga in novel form, but I really, but, really, really want more books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not, yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a, a lovely way to end it. Yeah. But if there were more, I would not be mad about it. Yeah. I think this would be, a, this is a great end to like 
Cordelia's story and like even mm-hmm. even Miles's story. Um, like if they jumped forward like twenty five years or something, and had and a, his kids, were, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. or even just ten or you years, and you know that his oldest twins were like the main characters. I would be, yeah, so fine with that. <laughs> um, and you know we get Joel in this book, which you know, I I understand like people would be hesitant about like having a new leading man because like i mean you can go back and listen to our podcast about um cryoburn and <laughs> us sobbing over errol's death like it was hard it was to rough. read and like it still is hard like just in the nature of the whole series but um you know I started reading this book not long after Cryoburn because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I'm excited and I and I'm ready to not cry. And I got like maybe, you know, two pages like, into Joel's POV and I was like, oh no, I love him. <laughs> yep. Yep. I did almost the same thing. I was listening to it. Uh-huh. And I was really prepared not to I loved Errol. Yes. Like we all did. Errol is just a, such a force of nature. You right. Know? And I was, I was like, okay, I want to read this. I think I finished Cryoburn and immediately turned this on. Mm-hmm. Like I think I listened to them literally the same day. Um, although that was so long ago now, who knows? <laughs> um, but I remember not wanting to like Joel as much as I did immediately liked him as a character and it felt vaguely like but I love Cordelia and Errol and then maybe maybe two or three chapters into his I was like all right Cordelia I'm all in on this 100% let's go Cordelia get it girl (laughs) right exactly (laughs) and it doesn't hurt that like it's like Er- or Joel is described as so handsome, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like where it's 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 not even like subjective; it's completely objective. Er- Joel right. is it's completely like that, handsome. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't know anybody that isn't like oh, Brad Pitt is handsome. Yeah, like he is a handsome man. Now, is he your type or my type? Whatever, not necessarily, but objectively speaking. Mm-hmm. He right. is a handsome man. Yeah, and that's what and I've seen fan art of Joel and he just he looks he's like blonde, blue-eyed, he's just, you know, this yep. the strapping military man. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fine with me. And that's why Errol liked him. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Um and like he's just so like normal. Which, mm-hmm. after uh, reading about the Verkozigans for so long, uh, <laughs> is kind of nice. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yep. okay. I get He's this guy. He's just a regular good dude. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting you mentioned, like, how it's, uh, you know, Errol's bisexuality is brought up in the books, you know, several times. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was... Um, Interesting that, like, you know, Joel's turning 50 in this book. Um, 
And he has this realization that, okay, maybe he's not gay. He's he's bisexual too because <laughs> i guess he always right. he always leaned toward men where he just thought that was his preference and then you know he oh but actually whoops <laughs> oh cordelia <laughs> hi yeah so yeah we i really liked him a lot and like of his his big heroic moment at the end it's like i dare you not to like him after that yep um and just like you know, I, you know, you can't say enough in this podcast how good of a writer Lois Sumashibushold is, but she is yep. really good. Like she made me like um, Mark Mark Borkos again, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which whom I hated. Yeah, and I was kind of bummed made- he wasn't in this. I know, book, really. and she made me love Kareen was Joel in like two chapters. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're not Errol. And I'm like, but that's okay. You're Joel. <laughs> it's cool because I like you too. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I, you know, I've, we all like books and movies and stuff that, you know, we enjoy, but aren't necessarily like well made. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we all have. Oh, there's our- a ton of trash movies that we love. Right. But like, these are books where I just, I enjoy the hell out of them and they're all objectively well written like even the ones Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily enjoy a lot i see the craft that she yeah her her prose is excellent yeah and just it's not you know it's not like it's not like you're getting into really highbrow sort of prose or anything it's just a really well told Mm -hmm. well written her plots are super tight and like her character work is just like the best you know yeah truly yeah um so speaking of plot there's not a (laughs) lot of it i've got like four bullet points compared to a book like mirror dance or memory where it was like like so long (laughs) 300 plot points or a civil campaign like even though the characters are the best part of a civil campaign there's five different plot lines going on yeah Um, yeah there's not much going on here. It's a much more sort of traditional yeah. love story. Yeah, it's a quiet book. Um, When they announced this book, she said it was a book about grownups, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and she, like, was kind of saying, you know, it's not the adventure book with it's Miles. It's not a space adventure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people didn't like it because of that, but I... Oh, I thought it was great. Right, like, I mean... I, what I love about the series is there's so many different types of books. Like, you've got, like, the flat-out space adventures, and then you've got, like, romance books, and then you've got mm-hmm. mysteries, you know. And this is more just kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not really a romantic comedy. Like, I don't know really. No, what. a civil campaign is a romantic comedy. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. As is um, Captain Vorpatrel. Yeah. But this feels more like a Eugenia Price romance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of a quiet, slow burn. There's beautiful scenery. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just a quiet book. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed it. Right. Um it I can see how it wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea. Mhm. Um 
particularly if you've gotten into the series for the space adventure and right but i think i think this book being at the end of the series is what makes it work because you're you're invested you know the 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 plot or lack thereof isn't what's making you keep reading it's your love of these characters so that like halfway through the book when miles shows up you're like oh this is gonna be oh this is gonna be good yeah (laughs) yep yeah so um like the plot that's going on is basically joel is turning 50 he's having a midlife crisis as people do as we as we will yeah um, and Cordelia is returning from a trip to Berear. Um, she, uh, comes to tell him that she has made, uh, embryos with frozen genetic material that her and Errol, like, donated many, Saved. many years ago. I think yeah. it was, like, after the soul toxin attack, like, because they knew that Errol was, like, not going to be... He like it can make him sterile and stuff, but um, they never ended up having another child because of um, Miles's disabilities and not wanting to give anyone on prayer a chance to sort of uh challenge him <laughs> for mm-hmm. his position, um, which is like a really political move on their part. But also kind of sad when you think of it, like, you know, because Cordelia had wanted like a whole brood of children. Yep. Um, But, you know, she they knew that if they had another child who was male and who, you know, didn't have, you know, Miles's, you know, health issues. Right. Then people would want them to make that child the, the air. air and that would yeah. yeah it's it's not good <laughs> that's no point no guys. so um miles ended up being their only child which is why when mark shows up cordelia is like a baby <laughs> yeah like literally wonder woman <laughs> okay. right uh yep. and why they're so quick I mean, I don't think that that's the only reason they're so quick to welcome him. I mean, they're, you know, just decent human beings and realize, like, this poor child has been raised to be an assassin his whole life and needs (laughs) needs something. I mean, they're they're nice people, but also Cordelia wanted a big family. So now she's got two kids. Yep. And she's like, all right, what can I do with you? (laughs) Um, So now that Errol is has passed away um she realizes that like this is her chance to have more children with errol and like she's baiting she's 72 in this book she could live probably another 50 years and like 50 or 60 years in good health you know, yeah. another 50 years. And so, like, she's basically got a whole other life ahead of her. And, um, you know, she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste it. Um, so Good for you, Cordelia. Right? So she hatches this plan um, to have more babies. Um, she is going to retire um, 
she's going to retire from the being vice reign. Also, I would like to con- com- uh, commend Gregor because yes. uh, he made Errol and Cordelia uh, voice viceroy and vice reign of Sergiar, yep. uh, where they both had equal um, rule over the planet. It wasn't just Cordelia was Viceryn because Errol was Viceroy. It wasn't like a marriage thing. It was they were co-rulers. They together. So when right. Errol passed right. away, she became the sole ruler, um, which is right. very progressive of mr gregor there of gregor yeah and i wonder (laughs) who influenced that (laughs) i can't imagine couldn't have anything to do with cordelia and alice no it also Mm -hmm. couldn't have anything to do with wanting to get errol off barrier and out of his hair yeah no (laughs) wouldn't have anything to do with any of that he's like let's see i trust you guys to run a planet and i want you out of my hair here you Great. go. <laughs> Here, have a whole planet, yeah. guys. And also, like, it was the planet where they met. Yeah. And fell in love, kind of. And then, so, well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, yeah they so, did. So it's, you know, it's it's very sweet, like, you know, the whole, like, coming full. And there's a lot of that in this book, like, you know, the looking back on them meeting mm-hmm. and um, all of that. And... Didn't the like air jellyfish? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it played a role in both of her yes. long-term relationships. They did. <laughs> so um, I can't remember what they're called though. Uh I can't remember either. Vampire something. <laughs> I don't something. Know. Yeah. Um so yeah, so she and she's very smart about it because she's going to have all girls. So that because then there's no inheritance. Yeah, problem. there's no inheritance, which makes you think, why did they just do that on Barrera? Uh. But you know, whatever. Um, and also, sh- there she's not going to give them the name Varkosigan. They're going to have like their first name, their middle name will be Kozigan, and then Naismith. Um, yeah, because she does not want them to be like you know pushed in that. And I I assume like. Eventually, she's she had, you know, she was thinking about going back to Beta, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine she might end up staying on Sergiar. Sergiar, um, but doesn't she buy a piece of property on Sergiar? I believe so. Um, I think she has like a house a property by the lake on yeah. Sergiar that she takes Joel to. Yeah, so, or I, no, that was a. Um, Am I making things yeah, up? Yeah, maybe. I don't. No. I don't remember. <laughs> I know they they went to the lake. It was like a like a vacation place, but but she might have because you know her plan probably changed after Errol. Or right, I keep calling him Errol. <laughs> it's because they're four letters. <laughs> yep. Um, because of you know Joel's decision. Right. But so I thought she owned that, but that's fine. Well, yeah. the- I mean, she kind of owns the whole planet. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she can do what she wants. Yeah. So yeah, she, yeah, her plan is to basically retire after a few years. Um, now she ends up getting embryos made, um, and has some of them frozen, and then she's gonna put one in the uterine replicator for now. Um, and then she goes to Joel and she 
tells him her plan and she not only tells him her plan but says um if you want some you can do that too yes and uh the science is really interesting uh as as a person who went through ivf <laughs> uh this is very advanced and well yeah i i wish we had this technology now um but so basically she has what they call denucleated eggs so they're basically empty egg they're like eggshells uh where there's no genetic material in them um and then there's Errol's sperm or Errol's like genetic material that they can create an embryo also like basically with all three of them mm-hmm. <laughs> but really like Cordelia doesn't won't really have any genetic material it just her be her eggshell egg. and their right DNA combined which is high science <laughs> and I like yeah. it I don't think we're there yet, but I like it. I, I, yes. So, you know, she offers extras to Joel. And of course he's like, uh, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, Cause he, you know, he is a, still a bachelor. He's, you know, he was with Errol he's for so got long. got a career but, and like. Right. And he is, he's the head of Sergey fleet, which is a very, you know, important position. And. Yep. Uh, it, he is offered the head of ops position from uh, General Deplane, mm-hmm. who we remember from uh, several books ago, Captain Verpatrol's Alliance. Yep. Uh, he is retiring and recommends Joel to be head of ops, which is, you know, a great promotion. However, it means Joel moving back to Berear and having a huge position which probably isn't conducive to to being a single parent yeah nope uh so i mean i mean you know cordelia is a very big proponent of hiring help which i'm all for but you know heck yeah but you know someone like head of ops that's 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 a big that's a big job and it's a big commitment because it's not something he'd do for just a few years like He's in it for, you know, for uh, for the rest of his life, basically. right? Like and yeah. like you know the the way the service is, they've got like you know the twenty year men, and then the the twenty the twenty you know and twenty year men. So like Joel is thinking, you know, he's probably going to get out. He's turning fifty now, so you know, does he want to go for another twenty and get get retire when he's 60 or mm-hmm. what so <laughs> he, he's he got a lot of decisions to make and right and these are big decisions right and and to complicate matters him and cordelia end up falling in love <laughs> yep yeah so you know not only is she like here have this these embryos but um they end up hooking up um and they really delightful scene that is adorable and i can just read anytime i'm feeling sad and it'll make me happy (laughs) that's a good pick me up they go to the lake they act like a couple teenagers they make out and 
then have sex. And Cordelia's like, we can do this. We're grownups. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we want. And then and then they start dating. And it's kind of like awkward at first because uh, Cordelia, of course, is like, well, why don't we tell everyone? And Joel's like, eh. <laughs> not right now. Nah. So, you know, she ends up telling some people. She ends up telling Gregor the whole entire story. Uh, she ends up telling Miles an abbreviated version of the story. Uh, Which, <laughs> yes, I understand. I completely understand. And then, um, you know, they they are basically dating. You know, they go to events together like teenagers yeah he comes and stays at the palace it's it's very sweet and he's you mm -hmm. know trying to figure out what to do and he's sort of leaning toward like having these kids and then he gets the job offer from ops and he's just like oh boo what do i do mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean that's that's pretty much the plot. <laughs> well, yep. are they they're, they're, are are they going to stay together or is Joel going to take this job? Um they eventually they they have a big party for Joel for his 50th birthday. Uh and they, there's like a a clear acrylic canoe. Yeah, like there's it's it's a whole <laughs> to do with like like it's basically the Sergiar equivalent of Gregor's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um. And during this wedding, the uh the vampire balloons end up <laughs> exploding because people are dumb and fire at them, and they uh -huh. explode. Um. And Joel and they have toxic like skin melting. Yeah. So so Joel ends up um. I don't know if I would say saving the life, but he rushes. Well, protecting. Yeah, he uh, rushing over and like throwing himself over um, Alexander and Helen Natalia. Is it Helen Natalia. Yes, yeah. who are Miles's oldest children because Miles has uh, Miles has blown into town after receiving uh, his mother's abbreviated message. Uh, Gregor basically kind of insinuated that he go. <laughs> and yep. so they, they Maybe you should go. I mean, you might want to see yeah. your mom. Um, I mean. So they show up unannounced uh while er while Joel and Cordelia are basically like planning to go back up to the room and have sex all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Of course they do. And then Miles shows up and it's like Cordelia's like, oh crap. <laughs> But, you know, of course, she loves her grandchildren and, you know, so she's happy to see them. But Who also doesn't love grandbabies, but also, yeah. Uh, and so and Miles has actually had two more children since uh, er Errol passed away because, you know, do they have six now? They have. Si <laughs> yes. Who allowed Miles Verkosigan to have six children? Uh I, I think, think it was a Katarin. I think it was a Katarin allowed it. Um, and that's the only that's the only reason I ever question her sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't and I mean they I guess they have enough money to hire help. Oh, they have a lot of help. But still I I think Miles is a wonderful father in terms of like <laughs> teaching and <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, going he, on adventures, but I cannot imagine that he's great at the day-to-day -day activities. He teaches like, them 
like wonderful things as to how to like throw food and to not right. not listen but to like, people. <laughs> diaper changing yeah. is a real thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't see Miles I, like actually that's kind of a funny scenario in my head the first time Miles has to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's like yeah. I what no no. Yeah. Um, I can also imagine him saying like, you know, he he's a he's a Berean man. He's gonna change little Alexander's diaper and make some comment about size, you know, because of course that's what they do. That's how. Yep. Uh, but um, but yeah. So he he had two more after you know, Errol passed so away. So many. He was basically like you know, life is passing me by. I need more children. Um. That is not a feeling I personally have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I desperately want this this one baby. Of course. And then, um, I will go from there. <laughs> <laughs> one baby at a time. Uh, yeah. One baby at a time. Spoilers: It will probably just be this one baby, but I won't say never because you know, yeah. never say never, never say never. But you know. I just think of six little miles is running around. Yeah. Oh my god, it's exhausting. Right? Just to think about it, it's exhausting. I need a nap. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So yeah, Joel basically jumps on top of Helen and Alex and like throws like he's shirtless. <laughs> Um, he throws like his uniform over them and it's yep. incredibly dramatic and it's basically his epiphany for yes I I am already thinking of myself as a father and yep. I, I want the them so um, he he doesn't tell Cordelia his decision first he tells Miles I believe I uh, think that you are correct which um so they like they've had like they had like conversations earlier but it was like kind of strained and awkward um and finally like they go back to the palace and they have a a conversation in the in the garden that a cattern designed because of course she did of course um, she did and like that might be one my favorite scene in the book um i just really liked their conversation and you know, like we said before, Miles's reactions to the revelations mm -hmm. and how, like, you know, I mean, this man, like, saved his children. So, of course, he's, like, inclined to approve of him. But, you know, it was just a really nice, like, conversation between the two of them. And, yep. uh, you know, and it was also, a lovely, yeah, lovely little moment. Yeah. And also, like, it makes you realize, like you know, they're not that far apart in age. Nope. <laughs> I think, like, maybe eight years. Um, which, like, awkward. <laughs> yeah. My aunt one time, one of her husbands was, like, three years older than me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's might it's be. very weird. Yeah, I think it's weirder when it's, like, the same gender, though, like. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. But it was still sort of weird. No, oh, no, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, like um cool. so like, you know, uh some of 
Brian's aunts are like his Brian's dad is the oldest of their siblings. Uh-huh. And then like uh, there are two of his aunts who I think they're like in their late 40s, maybe or maybe okay. early like fi- early 50s. So, so like they are not that far. No. So they're not that far from me. And like we've like they they've like talked about like things that they did when they were growing up that are like the same things I did. And I'm like that's uh-huh. kind of weird that I'm almost like more the generationally close to aunt. them. Weird. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still got a while to go, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not quite to 50. No. Um so yeah, um and then, you know, Joel decides he's not going to take the ops position. Uh he's going to eventually retire and live happily ever after with cordelia however that whatever right and whatever babies they decide to create yes and there's a nice little uh epilogue where uh they are several years later and cordelia has her little baby aurelia uh i love that name yes and uh yeah it's and a very uh it's not heavy on plot, but it's nope. big on character. Uh there is there some There is some something going on. Yeah, there's a subplot going on with Plascrete, <laughs> which and is like, like a building sort of material. Yeah, and like um Cordelia wanting to move the capital away from Kareenberg because there's like a volcano there. Right. Uh, and the people but then the of people are like, no. And you, she's like, dude, you're all gonna blow up. What is wrong yeah, with you? It's like, but we live here and you can't take our economy away. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I mean I can. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. <sighs> yep. But none of that is really super important to No. Yeah. No. Um yeah, uh, there's the world building basically in this book is Sergiar. <laughs> like we yep. haven't been back there since they met, and uh, I mean we keep hearing about it, but right. we haven't been back there, yeah. right? And it's you know it's it's still kind of a wild west type environment, but it's getting more and more built up, and more people are emigrating there. Well, because it was when they met there it was entirely uninhabited yes. was it not yep okay they Except had for the just, vampire jellyfish yep, thing they had just discovered it <laughs> right so um they hadn't like i mean it's only been like <sighs> memory memory years? yeah memory was memory was when miles was 30 and that's when they uh and that's when they emigrated to Sergiar after that. So Sergiar had just started colonization not that long ago. So maybe like 15 years that right. people have been settling have been there. Living there. Yeah. Um so yeah, and people keep going there. Um you know, it's it's a nice place and there's a lot of land and there's a lot of stuff people can do and Yep. I'm I'm just thinking now just singing in my head all of the musicals about uh going west you know <laughs> oh <laughs> exactly um and yeah. some slightly more obscure 1960s disney musicals that are the first things i think of <laughs> but uh, uh i won't bore everyone with those but yeah it is basically like you know when you offer 
or in far and away, they mm-hmm. offer like X amount of land. Yeah. If you can take it. Yeah. That's sort of what's happening on Sergiar. Yeah. Um, also, one of the things that I, I really liked was that um, there are women serving in the military now. Truth. Granted, it's not like the, the military proper. It's the women's auxiliary. But, you know. Hey. Baby you steps. Know, progress. And I really like. Sometimes come slow. I really liked Lieutenant Varenis. She was great. I would not mind a book with her. (laughs) Nope. Um, Yeah, that would be a good. That would be a fun spinoff. Yeah, but like, and that's the thing. Like, I really would love to see like the future of Boyar down the line because like they're not going to be able to keep their traditions much longer as people like keep going out into the galaxy and you know, even something so simple as like a female lieutenant, like you know how many years ago when the series first started would have seemed like preposterous and now she's like oh my god to joel you know yeah Um, no that's a big deal yeah and you know it's got cordelia's fingerprints all over it all over it and i would that's why i would love like if the if there was ever like a second generation series like Mm -hmm. it would focus on helen and not Alex, you know, right? That'd be yeah, and yeah. maybe she follows in her dad and her grandfather's yeah. military I, footsteps. Yeah, I have like this idea for like a fanfic where she ends up going and joining the Jindari. <laughs> oh, that's so good! <laughs> and learns under Ellie Quinn. <laughs> um, I would read that. I know. I just I, I'm. It's it's a new fandom. It's scary to write in. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah. But we'll see. But I, I would read that very much. Yeah. So if you write it, you just let me know. I, okay. <laughs> and I'll read it, happily. <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah. That's Gentleman Jewel and the Red Queen. It's and very good. And the Red good. Queen. Yeah. I, um, I, I kind of want to read it again now with the, the f- mom-to-be filter. Uh-huh. And on, like, the parts when they were going to, like, the, the the reproductive center and, like, looking at the, you know, uterine replicator and, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, ugh. Like, especially now I'm, like, ugh. That would be great. <laughs> yep. Like, instead of going to the obstetrician I mean, I might every... Have yeah, instead if we of... had uterine replicators. Instead of going to the obstetrician every month... You know, and doing the sonogram, you can just pop in whenever the hell you want and like, yep, yep, yep they're doing good. They're growing. And they're Look. they're monitored 24-7. Yep. You don't have to worry yep. about preeclampsia or nope. swollen feet, <laughs> which I might have right now. You may, I may have seen a picture of that. <laughs> you don't have to worry about barfing all the nope. time. You don't have nope. to worry about... Um, you can just like placental abruption <laughs> which oh that's like a multi that's many points mm-hmm. so yes i i'm just saying like there are times when i marvel at the science happening inside my belly right now and there are other times yep. when i'm just like oh it would be so good if this could happen outside of my body <laughs> <laughs> and not necessarily just for like selfish reasons but because like human bodies can fail 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very like there are many women who give birth prematurely because their body just just can't do it. Can't do it. And through yep. through no fault of their own, they do everything they're supposed to do during pregnancy and Yep. And you're their just, body is just like mm, yep. you're not getting no. enough you're not getting enough nutrients. The you're a you know fluid is low um if you have preeclampsia and it's really bad they deliver you like immediately because mm-hmm. uh you can have liver was like coleostasis is another like a problem with your liver where like your yep. liver enzymes get super high so yeah all of those horrible things that can happen while you're pregnant you know not gonna happen in a unit replicator nope and like yeah you can you can miscarry in a unireplicator if there's genetic problem, chromosomal abnormalities. Of which course, is, but they scan for those they things scan too. for those. So, yeah. I am pro unir. I remember, like, when there was that story about, like, I think it was a lamb or a sheep being born from an artificial womb. Uh-huh. And all these people were like... <gasps> How we you, can't play God. We can't play God and like we're taking away women's roles in reproduction and how would you Fine feel with if me? Yeah, I'm like they're like how would you feel if you had no role? I'm like, well, a you still need to get the eggs from somewhere. Just like right? you you would need sperm as well. Uh you need both of those. Uh But also my role is not defined by my womb. What? I that's know. Ridiculous. This is a radical thought. <laughs> I thought that's all I am right now. Also, well. also, you wouldn't be so effing tired all of the time. <laughs> like, yep. you know, I know I'm not the first person in the world to be pregnant, but sometimes <laughs> No, you're definitely sometimes not, I <laughs> sometimes I sit here and I think like, good God, how did like no one talks about how freaking tired you get. Like, how do people go about and, like, do their job like it's normal? <laughs> like, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I get <laughs> tired, but, like, just my regular cycle, my hormones <laughs> make me a mess. So, like, I can't imagine what the pregnancy hormones right? do. And then my mom's like, I don't remember any of those problems. I'm like, well, A, first of all, you were pregnant a long time ago. Second of all, like... Right. Maybe you were just special. <laughs> right. My, well, my mom says stuff like that. Uh, not about, she, my mom had a really tough pregnancy with me. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Uh, she has plenty to say about pregnancy. Um, but like with regular stuff, my mom's like, well, I never got headaches or backaches or cramps or whatever. And I'm like, well, how nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> how nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, moving on. Uh, we've been wanting to do... F- so, do you want to... How, how long have we been recording? We've been recording for almost an hour. Yes. So, here's an option. We can do okay. the thing we were going to do now. Or okay. we can save that for a very special final, final episode. Oh, I think we should do that. Okay. Because I could talk about this for like another hour me too and again with the being tired i'm gonna fall asleep soon right so nancy's just gonna fall asleep like as we're talking and and this this 
deserves a lot of attention. So it really does. And that means we get to procrastinate not doing this a little longer. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to end. We don't have to end. (laughs) We have one more episode. And we have more time to, we have more time to think of our. Right. Cause I am missing a couple. I'm missing a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to think some more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yes, let's do that on our next very special episode. Yes. That sounds good. I like this idea. We can excellent do that and and hopefully do that within the next like month or so. Yes. <laughs> not and not year. like six months later. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh no, this is burning a hole in it's not a pocket, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so yeah, let's end this one and you know, wrap this one up and then we'll do a very special, exciting thing next time. All right. So, uh, yes, everyone, thank you for joining us for episode 15 of the Vercosa cast. Join Woo-hoo! us, join us next time as we fan cast the series Yay! because one day they'll make a Netflix or Amazon prime show and we it may be too far in the future to actually have any of this come true but we can have fun doing it now that is okay (laughs) right so thank you all and we will see you for at least one more episode (laughs) bye bye the Vercosa cast is a tashi station podcast brought to you by you our patreon subscribers Visit patreon.com slash TashiStation for more details. And we thank you all for supporting the show. Follow us on Twitter with the handles at NancyPants, at R underscore A underscore Smith, and at Tashi underscore Station. Subscribe to the show on iTunes via the Tashi Station Master Feed or the Tashi Station Book Club Feed. And don't forget to leave us a review. Forward momentum!